this People up there, they get me nervous I wanna go deeper Alrighty, alrighty, it's time for another Root Issues Podcast. I am in the booth, a very crowded booth this morning because we have Alyssa. Hello. We got Emma. Hey, hey. That is Alyssa's sister. We got Luke. Greetings. Greetings, and Mr. Steve Woodrow, the right reverend pastor. And I'm Chris, and hey, we're jumping in. Steve is still taking us through the series on just being more than human. Or What's the actual title? My Superman. slides didn't pull it. Yeah, Superman. But yeah, no. <laughs> Not just human. Not just human. Thank you. Yeah, that first slide didn't carry over on my download. But this week he jumped into 2 Corinthians. We're looking at chapter 6, 1 through 13. And he is focusing on this comment about open your heart wide. Like, do we have wide hearts? And we're going to get into spiritual resumes. Is our heart open wide for the blessings of God? Do people see us? And see the power of God's church? Or do people see us and think we're just like everybody else? And so there is a lot to dig in here. And then we're going to be talking about widening your heart. Now, I just have to say, I've got three words. We're going to do three words. Some of those words may repeat. Some people may comment it. But we're going to open it up with three words. And so who wants to go first? Any, many, money, mo. I can go first. Oh, yes. Yes. Go right ahead, Miss Alyssa. Okay. My three words are change in relationship. Change in relationship. Okay. Mm -hmm. Would you like to expand on that? Oh, well, I just think about um, that should be like a direct thing that happens when you're working on your heart. People should see, yeah, or feel a difference. All right. That's cool. I'll go next. Um, Mine's not a phrase, but... The three words I chose are open, expansion, and image. Mm, and open, expansion, and I can kind of tie those together. I think what really resonated with me was just the posture, even physically, of not crossing your arms, but actually opening your, yourself yeah. when you think about opening and widening your heart. And then the expansion that is meant to come from yeah. the growth. And then image, um, I'll get into this maybe a little later, but the two questions that stuck out to me are, when people see us, does Jesus and his church look good? Versus mm. when people see me, what do they think of me? Okay. So just image focused. Nice. Yeah. I'm bouncing right. off of Emma here, but mine is uh, concerned about image. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of times, especially when it's new people I'm meeting, like on the chairlift, my my flesh is like, okay, make sure you get yeah. a good image. You know, these are potential <laughs> clients, yeah. you know. But then my heart's like, no, share Jesus. Don't share about yourself. Share about Jesus because these are potential people you can save, right? So yeah. it's like that that conflict. Yeah. Um, and like with social media and stuff, all that, it's like, okay, do I show myself as a follower of Jesus foremost mm-hmm. or show myself as a creative that can do jobs? And, like, you know, it's, yeah. it's hard sometimes totally. to battle those things. So that, that was for me. Yeah, and Luke sees everyone as a potential client. <laughs> That's why his business is successful. <laughs> there you go. There you go. There you go. All right, what do you got, Steve? I'm going to just uh, cheat here. I'm just going to say my three words, widening your heart. Ooh, Ooh nice. Groundbreaking. Well, groundbreaking, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I'm going to go with gospel, heart, and hugs. 
<laughs> and then just have those three. Okay, Care Bear. <laughs> I am a hugger. You know, there may be a hug with me and Mr. Woodrow right now in this podcast room in front of y'all. I'm like, I've worked for the man for 20 years, I'm, and I can like probably count. Too. She's not a hugger. Yeah. How many times I've hugged? I felt so called out yeah. that I 100% have said, oh, I'm just not a hugger. And Steve on Sunday said, that is yeah. a cop-out. <laughs> hey, I'm not one either, so yeah. I'm just... But, um, and so, yeah, so when I think about, like, the gospel, I think about, like, that is the change. Like, we always look to the gospel, and we want to, like, you know, just kind of drop it down into the, the gospels of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John are just the good news. But we don't see that it goes beyond salvation, that that good news spreads. And then it should spread into our heart so that everybody experiences the gospel when they connect with us in our heart. And then to our hugs. Like, when I hug people, I mean, I hug them. Like, I, I do this with kids all the time. I'm like, come here, give me a hug. You know, and then if it's a bro hug, we can slap each other's back. But I just want them to feel accepted and loved. Your happy you birthday know. hug is pretty pretty legendary. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and scary is. sometimes. Yeah, and scary. <laughs> happy <laughs> But anyway, all right, so how are we going to jump in here, okay? Because we've got a lot to cover, and it's all deep, good stuff. So anybody want to throw something out there? I think the first thing that might be <clears throat> fun to talk about is, like, how is your heart, how is our heart? I think that's a... Mm-hmm pretty personal question but i guess yeah. to start us off um i always love when things in life happen so i can test this against like okay what does my heart actually feel mm-hmm. and past few months have been i think a lot of things have happened which have made my heart feel different things but it is so encouraging to feel the peace and stuff like yesterday yeah. i rolled my car over and i got out and i was just laughing because i knew we were okay and it's just like when your heart is in a position where you know god everything else just falls away. Mm -hmm. And now that's also a double-edged sword because when you do know the truth, that also causes grief in other areas of your life, right? Because like, for instance, if someone dies and you know, they didn't know Lord is their savior. And it's just, it's hard because Mm -hmm. we don't live that faith where it's like, Oh yeah, everyone's fine. You know, sometimes it's, it'd be fun to believe that, but it's, it's just not the reality of it. So yeah. Um, I think it's a, I think it's, a message of hope that our heart carries, mm-hmm. but also one of, you know, there's an urgency to life in a yeah. sense. So I think my heart has been, it's a little bit shy too sometimes, yeah. but the urgency hopefully will overcome that shyness. Okay. So, All right. Yeah. All right. Well, what, what would y'all say, like your state of your heart? How do you judge your heart? Because that's inter- introspective, but it's also question that we must look at non-hugger <laughs> yeah, non-hugger. oh no i've been labeled um <laughs> i think my mindset tends to be i'd like my heart to get to a place where i can set it and forget it so it's okay it's at the part you know it's grown to the where it needs to be and yeah i never have to work on it again okay That's sort of my mindset with a lot of things in life and so taking a hard look at steve's message sunday how does that journey continue? Mm -hmm. It's never over. It's always growing. It's always Mm -hmm. expanding. Um, And I liked the words he was using around that openness, expansion, widen, because you don't ever get to a point where it's fully finished, closed, done. Um, So I think the state of my heart is definitely in the growth phase. Mm -hmm. And I'd like to think that I get to finish, cross the finish line at some point. <laughs> Absolutely. But yeah. That's what it's not, it's not what it's about. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a daily decision as well. So it's spending time with God every day, yeah. letting him speak to us in the word. Um, and honestly, I think I said this on the last podcast, but being in the stillness and presence of the Lord and mm-hmm. not just putting so much pressure on prayer or yeah. 
reading, but just sitting and feeling the peace. Mm-hmm. And that helps my heart totally. stay open. Yeah. Totally stay open. I mean, open hearts. I mean, listeners, this is what we're kind of looking at. Like, how much do we ever think about our heart and what its condition is? And, you know, for me, I would say, throw out there this thought, like, how are you showing other people who you are on the outside? And if it's not going so well, then maybe you need a little time of reflection on, like, how is your heart? Have you ministered to your heart? Have you ministered to your spirit? Have you allowed the Holy Spirit to minister to you? Because the heart is a big question. Well, back to my three words about the relationship. I love when... um you think about the hierarchy of it, how it's supposed to go, like mm-hmm. your relationship with God, mm-hmm. you know, then your relationship with like your spouse, if you have one yeah. or any family comes first. And then with your friends, probably friends within the church and then friends without outside of the church or Christian friends and then yeah. non-believers. And I just feel like if you focus on that, you know, hierarchy, mm-hmm. the, the relationships kind of in that order, um, so much more fruit is going to come from it. And like Carson and I were looking at um, Mary and Melville's yes. obituary last mm-hmm. night and just talking about their family and her and her husband's relationship. And I mean, we didn't know them that well because like, yeah. we just kind of started going here. I think went right after Ralph had passed away, but Nancy delivered all three of my kids and I've gotten to know her really well. And just you talk about like, openness like so open even to us as you know a new relationship that they didn't have any roots with Mm. i i still got to know her you know in her love just in the few interactions i had so like look using that as a model of how to treat and be around and with other people Mm -hmm. absolutely you know in sharing your faith and just the way that you are without even saying I'm a Christian. Yeah. You know, people pick up on it. Oh, yeah. And that care. So, yeah. yeah. What would you say about open hearts, Mr. Woodrow, non-hugger? I'm the, another, the other non-hugger here. Um, you know, uh, let's see, which direction do I want to go? Uh, yeah. First, I, I think personal is, um, you know, that, that question is very mushy. <clears throat> Yeah. Depending upon who's asking it or who you're engaged with, right? Absolutely. So I think there's a level of friendship that uh, opens a door for us to get vulnerable, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, the question is, we all have to ask is, do we have friends, people, spouses even, kids, do we have people in our lives where uh, we're on the heart level? You know, yeah. I think as a parent, right, one of the biggest things through the tough times was I always, uh, where I got most concerned was where I started feeling like I'm losing the heart of my child. We might yes. be at odds, we might be struggling, mm-hmm. but man, do I still have their heart, right? Yeah. Um, can we get on that level? Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, even more so with your spouse, obviously. Um, yeah. So that's one level. The theological level, obviously, is... Um, you know, Jeremiah tells us the heart is deceitful above all things. We move to Proverbs 4, right, which tells us watch over, keep your heart with all vigilance, right? Mm-hmm. It's the, for from it flow the springs of life. And then the incredible promise that only yeah. Jesus can bring, which is to believe in him, right, is this expectation that streams of living water will yeah. flow from our heart. Meaning, he's speaking of the Spirit of God, which um, to have an open heart uh, for a, as a believer in new creation means that... We need to be living and growing in a way that actually what's coming from my heart is is God, right? So if I'm engaging somebody with my heart, I'm engaging them as God would engage them. God's yeah. using uniquely me, mm-hmm. right, to bring his love and his perspective into that situation. Yeah. 
Um, and that is a heart that is led by the Spirit of God, mm-hmm. right? Um, that's the goal of this spiritual life, this life where we want to set aside the flesh, you know, um, and take the Spirit of God. And that's when God can use us to bring those living waters to someone, right? Yeah. A powerful word, right? Um, versus my just my soul, just yeah. my intellect, just my whatever. And so emotion, and just yeah. my emotion. Oh, that's yeah. a big one, right? Yeah. Um, that's when things get really beautiful, right? Yeah. Um, and that's what Jesus wants of us, yeah. right? Is, is developed that way. I think the big question is how. How how are we teaching each other and disciples of everything to live with an open heart? For mm-hmm. the Spirit of God to take over and set aside my flesh um, and let the Spirit move right through me. Yeah. Um, that's, that's the big question. That is a big question. So would you say if you, <clears throat> to open your heart to Christ, do you think you need to close your heart to other things? And if so, what are some of those things you maybe need to close your heart to? Because it's like the whole perspective of, you know, always say yes, but sometimes to say yes to certain things, you have to say no to other things, right? So, There's uh, a lot of intentionality right. behind yeah. it. Yeah, right. absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, that's the whole through the New Testament, right? The putting off and the putting on, mm-hmm. right? The old things are passed away. The new things have come. I mean, we have this constant uh, taking off of the old and putting on the new. And um, and I think we all need to be taught, right? That's spiritual dynamic, spiritual formation, how to do that. We need to be. And that's why I say there's certain people we should all have relationships, especially in the church, where we uh, there's that kindred spirit of the Holy Spirit where we help each yeah. other with that process. And we can call each other. We can speak honestly, right? A lot of heart talk, right? Speaking the yeah. truth in love, love, right? So that's through the Spirit of God. The truth comes and the uh, love comes, mm-hmm. right? Uh, we're incapable of doing that or just in our flesh. Yeah. You also gave some really practical um I don't know if I would call them tips, but when you ask the questions, what is your spiritual resume? You have your regular resume versus your spiritual resume. Your regular resume really resonated with me. I was a resume writer (laughs) at business school. Um, So I helped people make themselves look good to man, to culture. Um, It's something you can actually get really good at. (laughs) And it's it's a skill people have. Um, But your practical advice of, okay, set that to the side. You know, what maybe do we need to unlearn? And then what do we need to focus on? I've definitely not ever thought about a resume yeah. in a spiritual sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was a practical mindset shift of, am I focused on building up this piece of paper for my next job yeah. or am I focused on widening my heart yeah. and some of these things that will actually bring fruit yeah. on the spirit? Yeah, no, I, it challenged me. And, and, you know, I think that's from the text, right? Yeah. Second Corinthians 6, is Paul gives his resume, his spiritual resume, which is uh, nobody's going to match that, right? Yeah. You know, um, but we just don't think that way, right? Yeah. And so, because the physical, as you're saying, I mean, the, the our most of our, our regular resume is really built upon what I've done, what mm-hmm. uh, how I sell myself or whatever, and and that's just part of. We, there's nothing wrong with that. We have to yeah. have that. But um, boy, uh, living with an open heart, walking with God, letting the Spirit lead, there should be a building of focus on my on my spiritual yeah. resume, right? What has God done, right? In in all that, and and I think that's back to the other question, right? When people see us, right? Yeah. Do they see Jesus, and does God and Jesus and His church look good when mm-hmm. they see us? Um, is a radical different way of looking at it. When people see me, do I look good? Yeah, right. Um, and when I start thinking differently like that, when I start, when I'm with others, and my countenance, my um, uh, attitude, my my. My position yeah. is, man, am I am I sitting in that right with people that, man, I want 
Lord, I want you. I want the streams of living water. I want people to, mm-hmm. to see Jesus is glorified, right? Uh, and his church is something beautiful and attractive yeah. when people are around me. Yeah. And honestly, that's when things get exciting because then when I'm around people, I'm not so worried about what I look like or what yeah. I, you know, mm-hmm. it's, I'm free to be a vessel for God to use now because yeah. I'm not all caught up in myself, right? Yeah. And there's such freedom in that, right? Yeah. Such freedom and peace in that, right? To rest in that grace of God. Yeah. I mean, I think some of that peace also just allows your heart to open to other people because when I'm concerned about like, you know, how does somebody see me? Do they like me? Do they like me? They don't like me. You know, I'm so concerned here that I'm not even seeing maybe what they're feeling. But then when I'm like, okay, God, you're representing me. I want to represent you. And so therefore now I'm seeing more with God's eyes. And so when we look at this, we're looking at this deep relationship. Like who do we have relationships with? How do you take your relationships deep? And how do you have an open heart to God to pour into your relationships? Because I know I've had some relationships where I was like, no, 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 God, this is my relationship. I don't, you you don't need to be in this one. It's mine, you know? And so it's like, do we have that open heart enough to say that all of our relationships, all of our interactions are also all of God's interactions through us? I mean, what do you think about that? Well, I know when I'm talking a lot, that's a problem Uh because I'm probably thinking about myself and what I want to convey to that person to try to like convince them something about me. And, um, I mean, I'm a great talker. Like I could get a rock to like me. (laughs) We talk about that a lot in our family because all three of us girls are just really dynamic, you know, like we can have good conversations. Yeah. We like to talk, but like, that's not the point, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I think it is so important to go into even situations on the gondola, like you were talking about of like getting, you know, getting others talking and listening mm-hmm. to them. And uh, what does God have for me to pass on to them? Yeah. yeah. I think that's a really powerful ministry, almost, you know, tip that I've heard over the years. It's like a lot of sharing the gospel is not you talking, but it's you asking questions and you listening, yeah. right? So totally. I think that's really cool. Um, I kind of want to, just a quick question on the resume thing. <laughs> Would you actually recommend like writing out a resume? <laughs> Other people that's were very, wondering that too. So. Yeah, I know. I mean, yeah. yeah. I have one. So. Yeah, but, uh, you know, but my my cultural resume and my spiritual resume, they coincide because I'm a pastor. Yeah. Mm. And then I feel like I, if I wrote one, it'd, it'd almost be hard for me not to like start almost being self-righteous in a way of like, oh, yes. here's the things God has done through me. Like, yeah, like, a good a, like you know, mm-hmm. so it's almost like, Maybe because a resume really is about what you've done, right? So I'm, I'm trying to see the switch where it'd be like almost a, a what has this thing been used for? I don't know. It's an interesting thing to think about. <laughs> yeah, I think it's interesting, isn't it? You know, we think about, and I have to think, correct me if I'm wrong, just think off the top of my head here, but I think okay. a resume, like, uh, that, that's typically not stuff that I talk about with people much, what's on my nah. resume. Only if I'm in an interview yeah. or whatever it is. The stuff I'm really passionate about is what I talk to people about, mm-hmm. you know, um, and that's maybe where I have to see what am I, if I'm talking to people about everything I've done in business or in school or yeah. whatever, mm, you know, okay, that's, I'm just going to building up myself, <laughs> but, but am I engaging people right on hard issues, right? Mm-hmm. What do I, when I'm with people, what do I really want to talk, when I'm at a yeah. party, a dinner party, what do I really want to talk about, right? Uh, yeah. If it's my resume. That's probably a problem, right? Yeah. And you know what it's like, right? Yeah. I mean, ladies, we, you know, you two are single when well, you're on a date, all right? That's a, like a big filter, right? The person you're on a date with and all they're talking about is the resume. Emma has a really good boyfriend, and, uh, by the way. Oh, she's uh, taken. Oh, that's oh. Very good. okay. Well, that's kind of. Hi, Kevin. Hey, 
That's yeah. kind of taken. We're not not fully yeah. taken yet, yeah. but it's sort of taken. There's you know? nine weeks of pre engagement <laughs> counseling. Pre engagement. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's right. We uh, got to vet this guy. We yeah. got to get him I know. Here. I need his resume. Yeah. We need his, his resume. Spiritual resume. And spiritual. Resume. That's right. Yeah. So, Kevin, uh, get to work. Yeah. <laughs> but no. But I mean, yeah, go. Well, I was going to say, I, I think you're exactly right, Steve. Your resume is accomplishments, right? So, you put little bullet points of all the things you've done. I almost think of a spiritual resume in the sense of don't follow my footsteps, follow the footsteps I'm following. So, it's a little mm-hmm. bit more about what truths in the Bible have resonated in your own life. And how do you share that? It, it's a difference between the accomplishment you did, but more the accomplishment Jesus had mm. that's then lived out in your that's life. Yeah. Something like that. That's no, I mean, I was, I was going along with that same thought because, you know, is our heart widening and experiencing the blessings of the gospel was a question he threw out there. And then he threw a sub question out there that really resonated with me. What riches do I have in God? And so when I think about my spiritual resume, it's more of like, Okay, the testimonies of what God has done in my life, the the things he's fixed, the things he's mended, the broken hearts, the accomplishments over different mindsets of having fear or not having fear, you know, and so it's like, you know, this this spiritual resume is like, okay, so here's all my train wrecks and here's how God has come alongside me and this is why I am what I am today, not because of my belief, not because of my strength or my family lineage, but just because I had a heart that was open enough to let God step in yeah. and fix things. Yeah, that's and good. One of the really cool things about our spiritual resumes, the same with a normal resume, like no one can take away those qualifications no. and skills. No one can take away. And I mean, on our spiritual resume, I guess one of the things is like, okay, well, I guess I'm invincible. Yeah. <laughs> like that's yeah. an attribute I have. So like, I mean, good luck taking that away. So it's, it's a pretty cool resume, I think. Yeah. <laughs> pretty, yeah. Pretty sweet. Yeah. I think the two things I, I, I think we, we mentioned them, but I think they're so key. Um, when, cause how do we know, right? If our yeah. heart is widening or we're experiencing the blessings of, uh, of the gospel. Um, man, I, I think that part of maybe the spiritual resume evaluation is two things, right? Is man, are the fruit of the spirit active, right? Are yes. they growing in my life? Mm-hmm. And, and to be really honest with that, am I really growing in love, joy, peace, patience, yes. kindness, and on down the line? Can I say one thing on that oh, quick, Steve? Absolutely. I, I have a, a mentor through my church in Michigan, which is also named Crossroads, which is funny. And oh, she is. gave me an amazing visual the other day about stapling fruit on your tree. Uh-huh. And I feel like that's something some people fall into where wow. you just you get a really good stapler. Wow. Get some fruit, you staple them on your tree, and <laughs> that's, that's the, the faster. Imagery. Yeah, that's yeah. the faster. Obviously, yeah. not the right way of yeah. trying to grow fruit, and it's it was such a good visual. And it really hit me last wow. week, and yeah, I said to her, I said, I think I have a really good stapler, <laughs> but you have to be yeah. the the patient, the growth, Absolutely. and are you growing the fruit right. from a really organic, genuine place, that's or fantastic. are you just stapling fruit? Yeah, that's and, a great and, imagery. Yeah, that I love that. Yeah, image. so those fruits will die too eventually. Not exactly, yeah, hundred percent. Yep, you got to get it more and staple more, and it <laughs> yeah. becomes a well, cycle. Isn't that our temptation? Is to bypass yeah. the work of the spirit, one hundred percent. Bypass the the sap of the vine as such, and just staple it up here. I, I check mark. I I, I did this. Um, that's a great love that, and that's um, where the imagery of like God pruning the vine comes in again too. Yeah. Sometimes we're growing what we think is fruit, and you're like, no, that's not big enough. That's good enough. It cuts it off, and yeah, so yeah. it's over the process. Excellent. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt. Keep no, going. No, no, please interrupt. That's a great interruption. Um, 
Uh, the second one is just healthy relationships. And I yeah. think this one is overlooked so much, right? Mm-hmm. Is that um, one of the incredible blessings of the gospel is and should be immediate change in relationships mm-hmm. and the ability to grow lifetime healthy relationships. Yeah. So, in other words, and that's back to the resume. And when you think about a spiritual resume, I think, boy, the really the big issue is quality and depth of relationship. Yeah. Lifetime references. friendships, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. So there you go. That's where I was going. You yeah. jumped to it. References. In yeah. other words, boy, can I put on there, look, years of faithfulness. Yeah. Years of deep abiding relationship. There is nothing more fruitful, nothing more fulfilling in life than deep quality faith friends, mm-hmm. right? Uh, nothing and, by- and children. Yeah, and children. Children. Oh, of course. And they should be our primary first responsibility in that. Right. Healthy, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Faith-binding, spirit-binding relationship, especially hopefully Mm -hmm. with our children, right? Um, And we have this idea today that – and we see it all the time. You know, people just whatever, they present themselves as a follower of Christ and maybe mature. Uh, But the first thing you look for is – is the quality of relationship yeah. in their life. Um, now, I would say to uh, almost not single and single is <laughs> what I would always say is the number one thing you'd look at, whether it's a man you're looking to marry mm-hmm. or you're looking to date a young lady, is what are the quality of relationships around that yeah. person? That tells you everything. And, and yes. everybody says, oh, my gosh, that's so judgmental. <laughs> you know, is uh, – no, it is just being honest and because it's got to go the other way too. Yeah. Right? Towards, in other words, I can't – Ask, I want this, God, if I'm not cultivating it right in my own life, yeah. right? Um, and so, boy, the blessing is deep relationships, yeah. and uh, those should be something we're working, asking for and working towards. And you also have to keep a cautious heart and mind because that is one of the biggest things I think Satan attacks is relationships. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Good it's point. like our culture when we look at it, right? We see we see the distortion of sex. And like someone asked me the other day, like, why do you think sex is where it's now? Like, why is it perceived this way? And it's like, well, if, you can, if you're able to distort that, then you start distorting what family is. Yep. Yeah. And it just keeps boiling down back to relationship, which is the root issue. And yep. we all this, all, so many relationships that in this world I feel like are so shallow these days. And it's it's because of all these things that are happening that just causes us to lock our hearts off yeah. and just be our own yeah. God and not really associate with yeah. anyone else and grow those relationships together. So it's I good. Think that's, yeah, it's good. It's cool. Real good. No, I mean, yeah, when you think about it too, it's like, you know, the culture today, like, you know, we can't judge relationships on how many followers or how many likes, but yet that's sometimes often what we'll look towards. And so I think we have had just a serious attack on what is relationship and how do you do relationship? I mean, when you look at our school systems, I mean, like Aspen, we've got one of the better school systems around, but they're so hard fast on like this, you know, international baccalaureate you know, degree, like the IB classes, but there's rarely a class on communication and there's rarely ever, if never a class on just developing relationships. And those are the two things that make someone successful. And so it seems to be just family taught, you know, like how do you communicate? How do you express yourself when you're angry? How do you express yourself when you're happy? How do you express yourself when you need love? You know, and so, that really can be just this defining element on like what makes somebody successful in the kingdom of God and in the kingdom of the culture of this world is just how well can you communicate and how well can you do relationships. Yeah, I really appreciated the call out of the wives need for husbands yes. to recognize emotions mm-hmm. in you know their wives and in their kids. 
Um, and I know that was a good check for Carson. Like we've, you know, through the parent doing the parenting class, we've had yeah. a lot of discussions just about our own emotions and how we handle yeah. stress and frustration because your kids will bring it out in you first and <laughs> foremost and how we can support each other through doing better, you know, in, uh, staying calm and level so that we can parent well. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we in our parenting class had a really good conversation, uh, you know, just about that open heart connection. And mm-hmm. the guy in the book talks about like a kite and a string. What kind of a string do you want between like yourself and your kids, the kite? Is it something that can be easily broken by a little wind or, you know, you don't want it to be like a super, super strong tether that's too hard to let out. Yeah. Right. Um, so just the balance. That's great. Yeah. yeah. Now, I mean, when you think about it, you know, like, just where you're going with this series is just phenomenal. And, like, you know, just the questions that you've been asking. And, I I mean, I listen to a lot of messages, you know, just not hearing these same questions, you know, like spiritual resume, you know, how does people see the church when they see us? You know, what is our reflection back? And so then you start, you ended up with, how do we widen our hearts out of Hebrews 4, 12 through 13? For the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to the dividing of soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and the attitudes of our heart. Nothing in all creation is hidden from God's sight. Everything is uncovered and laid before the eyes of him to whom we must give account. And I think that puts a lot of weight on... Is our heart widening to him or are we trying to close it? Like in, you know, are we trying to close the aperture so that God can see only a small part of us that's a good part and then the world's only seeing a small part of us? Are we opening that aperture wide so that God sees everything? I mean, he, it says right here in scripture, he sees it all, but yet we still live in that perception of, hey God, I'm going to do this. Can you just blink for a minute? You know. And so where are y'all at with, like, how have you seen your hearts grow and widen over your years of following? Well, yeah, I'd like to yeah. have a, a question yeah. to everybody, because I think a lot of folks have, at least I got a lot of feed, or just talking to some folks about never really interpreting that passage yeah. this way, right? That the Word of God, right, and, and the writer of Hebrews is you know, saying the power of that is mm-hmm. able to divide the soul and the spirit, bones and marrow— or even the thoughts and yeah. the intentions of our heart. Only the Word of God can do that, um, and that we're laid bare before God. So, yeah. in other words, we're, we are open before God, whether we're closed or not, mm-hmm. right, is that um, we need to open. And the only way to live more with open heart for that that flow of the living waters, that uh, the abundant life, is is this discernment, right? Mm-hmm. Letting the Word of God, right, show us what is of the soul, my soul, my mm-hmm. flesh, and what is of the spirit? Only yeah. the word of God can sear in, right, and convict me on, yeah. wow, is this from my flesh or is this of the Holy Spirit? Yeah. This is a deep fundamental aspect of how to widen my heart that mm-hmm. often we, 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 uh, we shy away from. It's yeah. back to our little diagram, right, understanding the spirit of God, Holy Spirit's inside me with my spirit, yeah. and i got to learn to lean into that Holy Spirit to bring light to my flesh that's been ruling my Mm -hmm. life that so that my natural tendency is to go that route rather than wow i need to as emma was saying sit and listen to the lord and and have him inform me have him pierce my my soul that this is conviction yeah we kind of stay away from that but i have to be convicted by ah that was of my flesh that was it might even be a good thing 
right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I can give a sermon in the flesh, right? Yeah. Um, but man, uh, but Lord, how, how, what does it look like, right, to mm-hmm. have your spirit come and inform this? Yeah. Yeah, that's the only way to combat self-absorption and so many people are victim mindsetted. Yes. You know, like even in their hearts, like, oh, well, look how well I've dealt with the the hand of cards, you know, that I was given. And it's like, you got to shift that. And the only way you're going to do it is letting the Holy Spirit, you know, convict you to, yeah. The, the mind governed by the, the flesh is death, and yeah. the mind governed by the spirit is life and life. peace. Uh, peace. That's out of Romans. I'm doing a Romans Bible study right now, and that verse, I've heard it before. You know, we all have. <laughs> but it, it, is, it is interesting how at yeah. different parts of your faith journey, when you hear these things, you realize, oh, you know, that's actually really important to that's, think about that yeah. on a daily basis. Um, it's, it's not, yeah, it, he's not just saying that in the word, um, um, what's what word for it? Casually, yeah. It's it's very much a way to live your entire life, and mm-hmm. like you said, Steve, that sort of starts where the heart posture is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you bring up Romans six. I mean, again, gosh, yeah. we'll probably go there sometime in the series, but he lays it out pretty clear. Right? Yeah. Is this wow? I'm uh, I can do this in my own self. I can yeah. either move towards death, which is setting my mind, my intellect, emotion, and will. You can include all that on the thing on my flesh. Or I, there's this whole other new way of yeah. like a new creation and the, the abundance of being led by the Spirit where, man, the Spirit can inform yes. this, right, and override, right? Mm-hmm. It has more power than my flesh. It's defeated the flesh. Yeah. If, but I have to participate. I have to, by faith, right, um, lean into the things of the Spirit. Yeah. yeah. I've, I've had this prayer where I pray. There's like all these things that are valuable to me in my life. I'm like, uh-huh. God, I give this to you. I give this to you. And there's been times where, like, there's these things, I'm like, I almost start, you know, crying. I'm almost sad. I'm like, I can't let go of that, right? Yeah. And some of those things are your heart and your will, like, handing mm-hmm. that over. Because you, as, as a man, I think it's even harder because you want to be in control of those mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. And when you hand that over, you're like, okay, even if my heart feels this, I'm going to listen, as you said, through that filter, the word of God. And then yeah. I have to, you know, deny that or not pursue that. And so it's 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 gotten a lot easier, which I think... It kind of reflects on yeah. growth, which is awesome. But I think, yeah, it's a it's a hard prayer to pray for sure. Yeah, <laughs> no, for sure. All right. Well, we just anybody got anything they have to get out? Something powerful? You know, I, I don't. Yeah. I think I don't think I ended on this, but okay. I love uh, two was it uh, a couple weeks ago? <clears throat> mentioned the idea of, uh, and you brought it up. I think it was the last podcast. Um, I mentioned the idea of what's left to rebel against. Yes. And some people you know, been kind of <laughs> knocking that around, right? And ultimate comes to self. Mm-hmm. When it all's well done, you can rebel against everything, and we have in our culture. And it leaves us with a broken shell of a being, of a family, mm-hmm. of relationships. And it's that place of brokenness where there's only one thing left to rebel against. Yeah. And that's exactly what Jesus calls us to do, is mm-hmm. rebel against ourselves, deny yourself, come follow me. Yeah. Lay that self down, right, on the altar, and then you're going to experience new life, Yeah, right? Um, and for all of us, the journey yeah. in this, our plea, right, for everyone is, man, lay that self down, right? Absolutely. Rebel. Don't let that self rule. Don't buy the lies of the culture, right, mm-hmm. that builds up that self. And until yeah. we get to that place, right, where we're willing to rebel against self, we're not going to get the breakthrough with the Spirit of God in our life. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Well, we hope this root issues kind of give you a midweek jolt and made you think. If you ever want to reach out and touch us, you can always reach us at root 
issues at ccaspen.com. If your first initial is the letter D and your second initial is B, I got your email. I didn't see anything written on it, but I just was so excited because somebody sent us an email. I just didn't see any text on it. And so just want to throw you out and say thank you for just even hitting reply and sending back the root issues email to me because that means I know someone got it and someone was listening. So have a great week and thank you so much. Surface people up there, they get me nervous.